Blog Talk Radio. Folks, I hope you are rocking and having a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, this is Troy Dooley, the host of the Beachside CEO. It has been one heck of a crazy night. Some of you follow us uh, on what we do in network marketing, and obviously yesterday uh, Zeke Rewards and Zeekler came down as, as the investigation continues. Uh, so it's going to be crazy. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write one little thing to this guy over here. Uh, so he can take care of business, and then we will be on. There we go. Uh, it is. It has just been a remarkable time. Lots of people wondering what's happening and what's going on. Uh, our site has is. I think yesterday Dalton told me uh, we're getting four unique visitors per second. It has actually caused a uh, humongous wear on our servers. Uh, our hosting company is trying to increase our bandwidth and move us to a different server right now. Uh, it's just been crazy. Uh, but I want to I want to say that my heart goes out to all of the Zeke Rewards affiliates. Uh, we will be on the air talking uh, with some of the people later today, and hopefully we'll get some some more concrete information into your hands. But today, this is the fun part for me. This is why I love my mornings. Uh, we are in Chapter Three of Being the Change, Inspired to Win in Network Marketing. It's by Ken Dunn. Subtitled, How Seven of the World's Most Inspirational Leaders Helped One Man Change His Life. And I tell you, you get some good books in. When you do what we do here on the radio show, you, you get some rocking books. But this one here, uh, I, I don't know that I've written this much in a book in a while. Because it's just pretty powerful. Ken opens up this chapter with something from Sir Isaac Newton. He says, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. A little bit different than Gandhi's same principle though see that's the key and it's about taking responsibility i'm going to do a a, a video later today on taking responsibility as a leader because of everything that's happening right now see ken has this idea and i've been pondering this for the last couple days he said we are all born with leadership potential and most people that potential remains undiscovered underdeveloped sometimes undeveloped and he says here's the questions you've got to ask yourself do you want to be small or do you want to be great do you want to be okay or do you want to be amazing do you want to be average or do you want to be exceptional Dr. Charles Swindoll wrote a book once called Soaring with Eagles how to overcome mediocrity. See, I think sometimes that's what we all we all just tend to fall into is a, a mediocre type of existence. We don't need to do that. Ken, in, in his book, talks about what if we were all born leaders? What if in reality God created us all to be leaders? Where would that leave us? Now, some of you are saying, I'm, I'm not a leader, I'm a follower. I've never been a leader. I'm, I'm blue-collar, middle-of-the-road, drive a trash truck. You know, I, I go home and play baseball with my kids or sit around drinking a beer or whatever. And Ken brings something up here that I thought was good. He says, have you ever known a father who was in the military and his son joined the military? 
Or how about a parent who isn't the most energetic person in the world, a parent who ends up on the couch every day after dinner? Most often than not, if you look at complacency in a parent, you see complacency in the children. So there's no parents that are lethargic and don't want to go anywhere. These are parents that are lethargic and don't want to go anywhere. When you find parents like that, you usually find parents that don't have good eating habits, and then their kids turn out the same way. He goes, this is an example of leadership. And I hadn't thought about that, but, you know, it's uh, it's pretty interesting when you think about that. That's kind of what it is. It's like, huh, if that's the case, then what Ken's saying is true. We're all leaders. He says, if your example influences another person to the same thing, then you're a leader. Now, that's scary for some of you parents, shoot, parents like me who've got your kids already grown. You're saying, oh, my gosh, I led them down the wrong path, maybe. Well, the good news is once they hit accountability, they have the ability to do just about anything. But here's the deal. He said there's three leadership types. And the thing we got to look at today is what type of leader are you? He said in 1939, psychologist Kurt Lewin led a group of researchers in a study designed to identify the different types of leadership. Over the years, further research has uncovered more specific types of leadership, but this early study laid the groundwork establishing the three major types. Now, I can't pronounce the first type. It's a, a laissez-faire, I think that's French authoritarian and democratic. Now, Ken refined these for us, and thank goodness, because I'm not good with French. He said, first of all, there's the complacent leader. He says, this is the biggest category of leaders, makes up about 90% of the people in the world. And I started thinking about something that Art Williams said once in a conference that I was I was at. And he said, Probably 50% of the people you can beat all the time because they're not doing anything. 40% of the people you can beat just from hard work because they don't want to work hard. And the last 10% is a dogfight. And I got to thinking of what he said and what Ken said about complacent leaders make up about 90% of the world. And if that's the case, then what Art said really rings true. See, this is something that a lot of times we don't give thought to. There's leaders that just meander aimlessly through life. They're at the 9 to 5 job, they come home, they go fishing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like, wow. Now that is very interesting when you think about it. Because it's no wonder we end up in some of the trouble we end whether it's network marketing, whether it's politics, what matter. He goes on and he says this, you might not think they should be called leaders at all. But he goes, as I mentioned earlier, if others follow them and emulate their behavior, then they're leaders. I used an example in, a, in a, our book that we did with Henry Cloud last month where I talked about iron work, not iron workers, but auto workers. And how so many expos has uncovered that they'll go hang out together drinking, smoking a little marijuana, doing their thing on break while they're working. And it's like, huh, they follow each other. Somebody's a leader, but yet they're all blue-collar workers. It's kind of interesting when you when you actually think about that. He said the second type of leader is authoritarian leader. 
Now, this is interesting because I think we can all probably attest to the fact that we know authoritarian leaders. These are the leaders who they're 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 totally aggressive. They're they're domineering. I mean, they 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 have I mean they have a, a somewhat of a charisma to them, but they they draw you in. But here's what happens: their hidden agenda, their hidden motto is, "You do as I say, not as I do." It's either my way or the highway type deal. It's interesting. I see a lot of those types of people all over the place. One such person, and it was interesting, is Lee Iacocca. See, Lee Iacocca Chrysler was that way. A domineering, go get them, butt to the baseboard, going to make it happen. A very driven leader. Ruled with an iron fist. It's interesting because he was he was often quoted as saying decisiveness. Period. That just one word. He expected people to make decisions. Bam. He was good under crisis management, but he wasn't very good at keeping leaders where he needed. And the inter- <laughs> the interesting thing is. He worked for Ford, and Ford was kind of the same way. It's funny how sometimes leaders attract other leaders the same way. There's no doubt that Lee Iacocca got results. But the question is, would people follow him to hell and back? I think we know the answer. He's no longer a Chrysler. See, there's a place for leaders like that. A lot of military guys are leaders like that. But really, really bad authoritarian leaders are called dictators. Have you ever told yourself, man, my mom or my dad's a dictator? Man, my boss is a dictator. Man, that upline's a dictator. Have you ever, I mean, think about that. And then we know the real bad dictators out there Adolf Hitler, Genghis Khan, that wacko down there in South America right now, Chavez or whatever his name is. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it's pretty bad. But ask yourself, are you an authoritarian leader? Is this something that you're doing? See, authoritarian leaders almost all the time are appreciated in emergencies, in crisis management situations, in a hot zone in the military. They think on their feet. They give just precise orders, and most of the time they win. But let's be realistic. Most of us aren't going through life with some type of a crisis on our head. We're cruising through life and saying things look okay, man. Let's let's kick it up a notch. Let's just let's just make it happen. Heck, ninety percent of us are going through life complacent. So, do you really need a dictatorial? I mean, not a dictatorial, uh, a, a authoritarian leader. I don't know a spouse that wants her husband. Or, or even a husband who wants a wife that's an authoritarian leader, I sure wouldn't want an upline that way. But that brings us to the third type of leader, the inspirational leader. This is, this is what I call servant leaders. They embody the ten traits that we talked about yesterday, and we're going to go into detail here. Vince Lombardi of the Green Bay Packers was one of these inspirational leaders. He was known as saying leadership is based on a spiritual quality. 
the power to inspire, the power to inspire others to follow. You know you're a true leader when people voluntarily say, I want to follow your leadership. That's when you know you're moving in the right direction. Like Ken, I've studied the the Kennedy family, specifically JFK. And he was this kind of way. Even if you didn't agree with his politics, he was a likable kind of guy. Especially compared to Nixon, who at one time was running against him. He was young, he was vibrant, had a beautiful wife. He was a military hero. He was preaching peace. Interesting. Some people say that next to Reagan, he was one of the greatest communicators that had ever sat in the White House. He even made it easier for other people to communicate with him. He he talked on it just a layman's terms. Just had that gravitational pull. Men and women alike wanted to be like him. That's the kind of leadership that you've got to be if you're in the people business. If you're if you're leading a if you're leading a pack of explorers up the side of Mount Everest, you can probably be an authoritarian leader and they will appreciate that. They don't want somebody that's going to sit around singing kumbaya and hey, we got these ideas and what do you think and yada yada yada. They want somebody that says, "Here's what we're going to do." Bam bam bam. That's that's just simple. The funny thing is we probably all at one time or another have different we we play into the different roles in leadership. But we'll have one major strong trait. I know for me I want to be that inspirational leader because I've been the authoritarian leader in the past. Wasn't good at all. It, it really sucked. I didn't have people wanting to follow me at all. They wanted to get the heck out of my life. We got to work on that. Ken said, I knew if I started to apply the ten traits that I'd found in these leaders that I'm following, I couldn't help but be a better person, and I'd start to achieve the success I was looking for. Well, I read through the traits. We're going to go through them the the last half of the hour here. Because I truly believe if we will apply these in our lives, it can change who we are. Number one, write these down. This is important. Number one, have a mentor, be a mentor. See, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. If we will seek out coaches, if we will seek out mentors who 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 are where we want to be, and I'm not talking about just in business, just in network marketing. I'm talking about in life. Ken Dunn, one of his mentors is Fred Nino, and Fred has been through a, a tremendous amount of emotional struggle with his family over the years and finally figured out that nothing was more important to him than his family. Ken wants to be that kind of person. So Ken has willingly come underneath the the mentorship of Fred Nino. I wanted to make sure I understood the way I was as a man and and dug deep and and look, and I came underneath the mentorship of Tom Tom Hopp International. I said, Tom, I I, I need your help. And for months, a couple of years, we met once a week through Skype, on the phone. We've met in person working towards the person I wanted to be. So number one, find a mentor, be a mentor. Number two, 
be the best at your core task. Be the best at your mission, your passion, whatever it is. See, all leaders that Ken studied, that I've studied, and I've been doing this for 30 years, have a single focus that carried them from the early days when they were first getting started, whether they were spiritual leaders, business leaders, didn't matter, all the way to their successful futures. See, in network marketing, when you look and you say, what's my core task? It's developing others. Now, Ken says it's prospecting, and, and I think that's right along the lines. But see, your your core task, after you've found those people, you got to develop them. One of the frustrating things I have with network marketing is the fact that there's so many underdeveloped people. You've got to develop them. Number three, you've got to have a why. You've got to have a why that makes you cry. See, one of the things that, that I, I've been hit with for the last 24 hours is this. I watched great people in Zeke Rewards going for their dream, looking for freedom. And it really hurts me to see that folks inside of network marketing now are belittling these people and trashing these people. And once again, leaving underdeveloped people in the wake. I'm going to do a video later today because this reminds me of so many Christian folks who preach compassion on a Sunday morning and then live condemnation when they find somebody in the in the church that's sinning. We love to kill our wounded. No reason to, to doctor them and bring them back, whether it's network marketing or spiritual things. And sometimes that just bugs the fire out of me. My why is to help develop people in network marketing. My why is to bring collaboration to network marketing for us to raise people up and work with people and help people. And it tears me up when I see. And that's what that's what my why is. Your why is going to be something different. Number four, you've got to be an excellent communicator. Leaders are always communicating. That's huge. If you, if you will do that, if you will learn to be a communicator, speak from the heart. Learning to communicate doesn't mean that you fake it till you make it. It means that you're willing to do what it takes to communicate your heart to people. You're going to encounter obstacles. You're going to have a boatload of rejection. My goal, I'll tell you this because you guys are listening to my show and, and you guys support us like crazy. My goal in the next 24 hours will be to literally encounter all of the objections, all of the rejection that the network marketing community is going to be pushing at affiliates. Maybe, maybe former affiliates of Zeke Rewards. Because I covered this more than anybody else did. I went and met the people. I, I studied the business model. I wrote about it. And I decided if anyone is to blame, 
then I will be the blame. If they want to pick on people, let them pick on me. Not on the people that were truly trying to see their lives changed. And in a lot of cases, we're making three hundred, five hundred, a thousand dollars a month, and it changed their lives. That's important. See, when when you're truly out there, and you're becoming that leader, and you're you're applying these ten traits in your own way, you're going to become bold and courageous and unflappable. You're going to be full of determination and tenacity. Your path isn't going to be any different than anybody else's. There's going to be some hard knocks that are going to happen. But if you keep working and you keep building your conference and you dig it all the way in, I'm telling you, you can do some amazing things. Number six, be detail-oriented and and learn to multitask. Now, that one can be controversial because some people will tell you, well, you know, research shows us that multitasking actually lowers... Your, product, your productivity. That, that could be true. But you're in the people business. You're going to have to be organized. You've got to pay attention to detail. And you've got to be able to move fast, which means that you're probably going to be doing one or two things at a time. You're going to have interruptions. You're going to have things that are urgent and things that are important. You're going to have people that want to yell louder and, and say that they're, they're, you know, they're the squeaky wheel. But if you're focused on your why... You don't let anybody distract you from that. See, <laughs> one of my whys is my wife. And when I got the news yesterday that we wouldn't be going to North Carolina, she goes, oh, man, I was so looking forward to that trip. I said, yeah, but here's the cool thing. We'll just take the money that we were going to use on that trip, and you and I are going to get away somewhere. We're going to do a little condo. We're just going to chill and relax. My why is her, wanting her to be relaxing, happy, content. So you got to be detail-oriented. you got to know when, when, the, when the situations in life get in the way, the circumstances, it doesn't matter. You just kick it up and crank. You still make it happen. Number seven, you have to have a strong gravitational pull. Now, this is this is interesting. It's big, so I want you to understand this. Why it's so important. Leaders in every field, it doesn't matter business, spiritual, sports doesn't matter. They have an incredible ability to pull people towards them. The greatest of all, once they've pulled the people to them, are able to push the people up. That's interesting. Getting them to you one thing, pushing them above you is another. Inspirational leaders naturally draw people to them. It comes from having a congruent message. It comes from living your life inside and out the same way. None of this, I have business ethics and I have personal ethics. You just have flat-out ethics. See, the more that you connect, with people, the more that they see what your unique calling is, what your abilities are, they're just naturally drawn to you. Now, once they're there, it's up to you to cultivate them and build them into inspiring leaders. They're going to have weaknesses. They're going to have their own personal things that you got to work with, baggage. 
they might be one of those complacent leaders or an authoritarian leader like Ken was. You've got to help them work through that. Number eight, this is big. You've got to serve others. You've got to inspire trust and loyalty. See, in leaders, a good, inspirational, servant leader inspires others to trust them. I use Jesus a lot for this. Because when you look at Jesus, he had not, you know not real big upbringing. I mean, he came from royal blood, but by then they were all they were all captive Rome, so nobody cared about your royalty, your lineage, at all. So what happened? Through his own unique calling, he attracted twelve, who attracted one hundred and forty-four, who eventually changed the world, created a a religion, if you will, called Christianity, which is an offshoot of Judaism. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? It's kind of big. See, when you inspire trust and loyalty, the sky's the limit on where you can go. It's gigantic. Number nine, you've got to live in the present moment. See, leaders are visionaries. But they aren't so focused on the future that they forget to fully engage in the present. You've got to have a fullness of life. You've got to be here in the moment. You've got to be building it and growing it and, and sticking it out. That's where that tenacity comes in. See, when you're with other leaders, you're going to hang out with other inspirational leaders. When you do this, Lord knows where it can go. It's beautiful. Number 10, you've got to be action-driven. I use 3 by 5 cards. You've got to have that daily action plan. But Ken says achieving your goals involves knowing what you want and taking the necessary actions to make success happen. Be a do-it-now kind of person. Learn from the examples of other leaders. That's, <laughs> that is so big, so important. It's what changes people. It's what gets people to come at you. These ten traits can turn your world around. And see, regardless of where you're at right now in that leadership, whether whether you're the complacent leader, the authoritarian leader, or you've already started down the path of an inspirational leader, no matter where you're at, you can you can get better if you're an inspirational leader, or you can change if you're a complacent leader, or if you're an authoritarian leader. It's all up to you. That's the exciting part. Man, I love this book. It's great. Monday, uh, because I'm not going out of town, well, if I am, I'll, I'll be with my lovely wife here on the beach, and we'll still do the show. Uh, but next week, no, Monday, we'll be on Chapter 4, Find a Great Mentor. That's Step 1, and it's so powerful, so important. Hey, folks, thanks for hanging out with us here on the Beachside CEO. We are now heard around the world on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive-powered radio, and I love that. Hey, live life like it's an epic adventure. Have a great afternoon and a great weekend. Stay dangerous, stay strong, and if you're in network marketing, act like it. Bye now.